0: morning. So, um, well, good morning. If you are visiting with us this morning, we just want to say that you are very, very welcome. And we are very b- glad that you are here because, um, because God wants to do some work with you this morning, and God wants to do work with all of us that's come here on a regular basis. And so today is a bit weird, because Duncan's true, we swapped the whole thing around, and I'm also not even really sure how I'm going to do the sermon right now, so I'm just thinking how we're going to do this. But I can tell you what I want to do, like my priority, even if I speak for two minutes, but the main thing I want to do this morning is that I want us to pray, and we're going to have some time for, for ministry and response, okay? And... The, today we, we're looking at this our last culture word which was freedom. And you know, we defined it as the way it said, you know, living from God's approval, not for God's approval, as a child of God. And that's a hugely dense theological statement. Do you know that? Massive. Yeah, I think maybe we wrote it together, I can't remember. <laughs> But it's living from approval. See, one of the things is, is that theologians, and some of you might feel this very awkward, and you might not even like me saying this right now, but some theologians think that our biggest problem in the world is God himself. Do you know that? Because when the Bible says things like, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, freedom. Or when it says, for example, if Jesus sent you, if his son set you free, you are free indeed. It's not primarily talking about a church that runs around with flags and kind of happy, happy kind of stuff. It talks about the fact that there is this law of the Ten Commandments that is so heavy for us that we are under the weight of that and it wants to destroy you. 99% of the time when the Bible talks about freedom in the Bible... It's about free from the law. And what happens is God, in some ways, is our biggest problem because we're actually under the judgment of God. But guess what? God is our biggest solution. <laughs> you see, when, when God declares this judgment over people, remember in the Garden of Eden, it says, hey, listen, um, in the thorns and thistles, you're going to till the land and you are excluded from the garden, remember? Remember? That same God, that word that spoke, that judgment, that same God, when Jesus is on the cross and he's got that thorn of crowns around his head, it's not just that they put it on his head so they hurt him. It's that very same God that declared the judgment takes the very judgment of himself, those thorns on himself, and says, I will absorb the judgment of God on myself. That's like a weird, mysterious strange thing beautiful grace thing that god has done and so we god comes and says listen the mission of god is to bring you freedom from that judgment and then you know what as we are walking in that judgment in that freedom constantly it's like i think what god does is he's constantly want to like strip you it's almost like the foundation is hey listen god The God of the universe, you are only truly free, listen, you're only truly free when the God of the universe is no longer your judge, but has become your father. Do you understand? You're only truly free when the God of the universe is no longer your judge, but he's become your father. It's like, hey, listen, you don't have to work for approval, do all these commandments and try and... Be your best. It's like, hey, man, I've absorbed all of the judgment. I am your father. I am celebrating the applause of heaven is over you. And then from that point on, we start to work this journey of freedom because God has set us free from his judgment. And that from that point on, we start to work out what freedom really looks like as a human being. Because guess what? You and I have been stripped from who we are supposed to have been. So when Jesus calls you into the kingdom of God, when His blood cleanses you from all your sin, that journey of humanity—what it means to be truly human—is a journey of freedom. It's where He kind of takes those things in us that are like of the old world, of the old culture. Of the kingdom of darkness where he starts to strip it from you. He says, no more of that. No more thinking like that. Don't see God this way. And he starts to strip that from you. And he brings you into new patterns of thinking. New patterns of seeing. And this is what God's been doing even this morning. It starts by seeing who God is. Amen. So I have a question for you. Back right now. Back in this very second. Can you think of something that you feel binds you, that you're not free from? It could be habits, patterns of thinking, sinful behavior, a perspective of something, maybe a family, a relationship, something. Can you think? I can think of three things right now that I need freedom from. I'm not going to tell you what they are. (laughs) And relax. I'm not even gonna give you examples because you'd be like, ooh, I wonder if it's that. But you know what I find? Look, is there three things? Or one thing, two, three, five, ten. Right now, things I need freedom from that. God's like God's like in the room, He wants to give you freedom to that today. You see, I find the journey of freedom so strangely frustrating. And encouraging at the same time. Because God is like it's like God finds me in this place of my mess and my muck. Like just lost. The Bible says that you are poor in spirit, means I'm completely in depravity. That's how God finds you and me in our sin, in that condemnation. And then he says, But I'm never gonna leave you there. And he said, I'm going to take you from that to this next place of freedom and to this next place of freedom and understanding and this next place of freedom. And it's a constant, I find in this church that I'm constantly feeling uncomfortable. This is just me, right? I'm constantly in this church feeling like I'm like, challenged about what I think about God. I'm constantly challenged in this church about do I really believe that God is good? I'm constantly challenged about my identity before God. Like, am I truly a son of God? Is God ever going to give up on me? Am I the only one? Don't answer that. (laughs) I'm constantly being confronted with lies that I believe about myself and about my circumstances and about people around me. And it's constantly uncomfortable. Because God says, I'm not going to leave you there. But you know what? It's the best place to be. Because you know what? When I take that journey of freedom, I become the person God wants me to be. I become a dreamer. I become someone that thinks maybe I can get through this world and actually transform an aspect of this world. Instead of just hanging on for dear life and hope I get to heaven one day. Right? Right? I don't know where you are at, but I'm often in this kind. It's just frustrating, isn't it, when you are having a conversation with somebody and they say to you, listen, I'm going through a very tough time and maybe, you know, I'm going through an illness or something and this, this thought process that goes through your head, well, you've got to pray for this person or something, right? That's, fun. That's annoying. That's frustrating. At the same time, it's like exhilarating because you're thinking, what are the possibilities right now? Isn't it true? So the other day, we went to this conference in Amplify, a leaders' conference. It's like a hotel, and there's like staff, and everything all over the place. I'm minding my own business by the stage, having, I'm doing some worship stuff. And one of the um, uh, like waiters comes and talks to me. It's an like Italian guy, and I'm talking to him. And I'm like chatting, and, yeah, okay. And then we have our meal, and afterwards I'm still at the stage again, and he comes back again. And he's talking to me again. Nice, he's telling me a whole story about his career and blah, blah, blah. And in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, here we go. The thought is you've got to pray for this guy, right? <laughs> like, you can't. There's this is freedom from that one. Stop living in your little world of just like, oh, whatever. Like, God says, no. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And I step out and pray for him. And then, like, I carry on with my own business. And then, like, five minutes later, he's back again <laughs> with a waitress this time. And she's also Italian. And I'm like, what's going on here? And she's like in tears and says, "Uh, can you pray for me? And I'm in this combination of like, and I'm praying for a mom who's like in cancer in Italy. And I give a word for her. But all of that is not comfortable, right? It's like this weird combination of like, God is pressing me out of my little world where I want to just kind of plod along. And at the same time, she said, hey, you got, you got more to offer. As a child and son of God in the kingdom of God, what are you doing? For faffing around. <laughs> so, have you got any questions? Any things of freedom in you so far? <laughs> I mean, it's multiple, right? It's multiple things. You see, when Jesus steps into ministry and he says, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring good news to the poor, to bring liberty to the captives. You know, that moment when Jesus does that, it's like he's drawing battle lines. He says, the idea is that the whole world is in a place of bondage. The captives is this idea of like, you know, the slaves that used to be able to go and be, Bought or sold into slavery and every seven years what would happen is it was jubilee year and then the slaves were supposed to be freed so they can go back and do their things and so what happens is so liberty to the captives are saying listen the year of jubilee has come you are no longer going to be a slave anymore to sin or a slave to the devil because you know what every seven years you were supposed to rest the farm the farmland that you're farming the field right and so what happens is, if you keep tilling the land over and over and over and over and over, every year you just till the farmer's land and you till it over, you know what happens eventually? The ground becomes just sand. Like the soil becomes barren. It's like good for nothing, right? And the devil, you are like a farmland before Christ. He will farm you over And over with sin and condemnation and accusation and habits and sin and on and on and thinking and like processing and patterns of thinking. He will farm you over and over and over until you end up like a piece of soil, barren, with no life in it. And Jesus says, I bring freedom to the captives now. You see, so today, we can't plod along as believers and live in ways of bondage, but we are in the journey of freedom constantly because that's what our Father does to us. Amen. So in that passage in Isaiah, like I said, we're going to pray. What we're we going to do today? We're going to anoint some people with oil today for healing as well. And then I have these few words. Don't put this on. These chains are like the reason I got these chains. The sound is so damning, isn't it? It's so powerful. It's so absolute. Like, how do you break this? Is it possible? Is it possible for God to break what's going on in you right now? Is it, or is it like this, damning to you, strong and resisting? The beloved Jesus can break it. The spirit of God is here to bring freedom today. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a few words and and um, and we're gonna pray. Simple as that. As far as I'm concerned, I think everybody should be standing because we are all on a journey of freedom, right? So we're gonna do that, and I want to, we're gonna do that because we're gonna pray. I want you to think about some areas that you, like I say, that you need freedom in. But in that passage. In the Isaiah passage that Jesus actually quotes in Luke chapter 4, which talks about a ruined city of Jerusalem that's absolutely in destruction, he makes these few comments, and I, I feel there's a few people that I've got some applications for. To, and it says, to bind up the brokenhearted. And I think there's somebody here today that has a relationship that is, has a hold on you. Some sort of relationship that's holding on to you. You need freedom from that. Something in the past, maybe even something present right now, it's something that has a hold on how you handle yourself and behave. Another one, opening of the prison to those who are bound. Is what Jesus declares. I think there's somebody here that is experiencing demonic activity over their lives. God wants to bring freedom to that today. Maybe you can identify that even now. Somebody that's struggling with addiction. God wants to bring freedom to that today. Amen? Proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I think there's someone here that cannot see how God can love them. You see, it's fascinating. In this passage, it talks about, it says, the day of judgment or day of vengeance and then the year of God's favor. It's almost like the day of God's judgment, I think it's like it's one quick and I think it's towards the devil. It's like this quick moment, like it's quick and secure a day. Done. Like no faffing around type stuff. I can sort it out. But a year of God's favor. You see? It's like infinite amount of favor is coming to you. God isn't like just like, oh my, well, let's just tolerate you. God's bring favor to you. He says, Listen, I'm in. Inviting you in to my favor, into my joy. God does love you. The day of vengeance, I think somebody here is, is fearful that God's going to judge them. To comfort all who mourn. I think there's somebody here that's lost Something. Like maybe it's a family member or something, maybe it's death or something's lost, something is gone. And it's pulling them down still, even to this day. The garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, right? A garment, this is what God offers to us. I think there's some of, some of us here that lack joy, the, Lord, the joy of the Lord to surrender. Like, you look around at other people thinking, something in there, but something in me, it's almost like there's a joy, there's a depression in me that I just can't seem to get out of it. I think God wants to bring freedom to that today. I like this. It says here, that they may be called oaks of righteousness. You see, this is, the, this is our destiny, right? It's that you're called out of that market you're in, and you're Supposed to be an oak of righteousness. Like this tree, this, this standing, this kind of identity before this strong and secure person in the kingdom of God that is beautiful. That's your destiny. That's what God wants to bring freedom to you. Not just freedom because it's, I uh, think, differently because it's nice. So you become like this oak of righteousness. I think some of us here feel unworthy. That they have this idea that God only tolerates you. That's almost like, well, does my father really love me? The planting of the Lord. I think there's some here that doubt whether you even save today. And God wants to bring freedom and assurance to you. Repair the devastations of many generations, what Isaiah says. Hey, listen, kind of say, you and I have been called into the purpose of rebuilding the cities. This place that we are, in a sense, having a bring a sense of new hope and joy to the city. In Jerusalem, the Jerusalem city was absolutely destroyed. It was like the temple was broken, the walls were broken, the people were hope, hopeless. And I think as we are becoming the trees of righteousness, what happens is I think God wants to restore, not just you and me, but he wants to restore the world around us as a transformed people. Amen? You have purpose. And then I think the last one says sight to the blind. I think some of us might be saying, God cannot heal me, and he will not heal me. And that can be multiple ways. So today, we're going to pray. That's what I want to do. Like, I don't even want to talk anymore. I literally just want us to pray. I think that the Lord is already in the worship, has been like preparing the soil for us, that we've seen the majesty of God and the power of God to have broken every chain. Amen? And now we're on this journey of freedom. And it's almost again where you come before God and say, Lord, I want to Help me. Help me. Help me on this journey. You know, this story is a bit like, it's not a perfect illustration, but it's a bit like having a being on a, in a, being in, at war and you go to a foreign country and you're in that country and you like, if you were, you're caught as a prisoner of war and you are like persecuted and abused and you are kind of tortured and so on. Like, you're full of scars and full of hurt and you're traumatized. And then what happens is almost like that person gets secured and rescued out of that place and they're put back in their land. And it's like, physically, I'm free again. I'm safe. But I'm carrying war wounds. I've got scars I'm still carrying. I'm free physically. Technically, I'm free. But I've still got some scars I'm carrying from the old world, from that place that I used to be. And I think as we go through this journey of freedom, God's like, hey, let's heal some of those scars. I remember those memories there. Let's fix those memories. That traumatizing that you've had in that moment, let's heal some of that. And that's the journey of freedom, I think, that we are as Christians. Amen? You are free, and you're being made free at the same time. Amen? Right, so, here we go. Don't leave me hanging. Okay. Now, this 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 is the brave bit first. If you responded to any of those first things I spoke about, a broken relationship, got a hold on you, addiction, demonic activity, you don't think God can love you, you feel judged, that God cannot love you, that you have a lack of joy, you feel unworthy, you're not even sure you are saved, that you don't have any sense of purpose, and you don't think that God can heal you, I want you to stand quickly, anyone like that? okay wow let's just close our eyes and let's just rest for a minute and see what the Holy Spirit does thank you Father thank you Jesus thank you Father Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. God, I ask, would you just come with a mighty wave? Would you come with a mighty wave of your comfort right now? I ask for that in the name of Jesus. The comfort of God, come and rest on this room right now, God, in Jesus' name. Break the change, Lord. Break the lies, Father. Break the unbelief this morning, Father. Will you break the hopelessness right now, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. Break accusations, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Break condemnation right now, in the name of Jesus, Father. Restoration, 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 Father, right now, Father. Healing, 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 Father, in the name of Jesus. Comfort, comfort, comfort in the name of Jesus. Hope, hope, hope in the name of Jesus, Lord. Come, Father. Come, Father. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Just receive from the Lord as you're standing there. Don't overthink it. Don't over anything. Just sit and just rest there. You've already responded by standing in obedience to the Lord. Come, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Here's my life. Here's my life, Lord, and here's my life, Lord, and here's my life, Lord, speak what is true. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you that you are a good, good Father. Lord, I thank you that we don't stand under the judgment of God, but we stand under the love of God right now, Lord. I pray right now, God, for freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Eric. I want to honor you for a minute. I just want to honor you for taking the journey that you're taking on. I honor you for being willing to look to the Father. I honor you for wanting to take a journey of freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Father, will you rest on him? I take away any sense of strain right now from this man. I ask for that in the name of Jesus. Fill him with your love, God. Fill him with your joy. I ask for that, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, in the name of Jesus right now. Condemnation is gone in the name of Jesus. Condemnation is gone in the name of Jesus. Condemnation is gone in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus.